I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Steve and I on our vacation, we're taking some time off finally, but we don't just play the best stuff. Not on Sports Day Tampa Bay. No, no, no. There's no syndication. There's no guest host. Not on this podcast. So that's why we pre-taped some podcasts for you last week in case some things might have changed in the interim but hey it's nothing but the extraordinary content you're used to from sports day tampa bay today part two of our conversation with sarah walsh of the nfl network you can hear her host some soccer women's soccer events and games on tnt and hbo max today we're going to talk a little bit about the bucks a team that she's very familiar with who's going to be the quarterback is it baker mayfield is it kyle trask how will they do under dave canales a lot of breakdown of the nfl and the bucks coming up in our part two conversation with Sarah Walsh. I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. That's right. It's May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know who is doing the job. Those are Billy May's guys up there. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. Contact May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about uh, the women's U.S. soccer team, its makeup, sort of like how do you think they will do? I guess their first group stage for World Cup is coming up July 21st. They have a friendly before that on July 9th with Wales. Um, yeah, so I'll be at the players friendly. That, they're a little long in the tooth. I mean, they got, you know, they're a mix. Uh, well, I think what you're seeing is, uh, like this generational turnover, um, because like when there's Alex Morgan, who people would know, there's Megan Rapinoe, who people would know. Um, but then you've got a really, this, I think this next generation has a chance to start this thing. So I'll be hosting with Turner TBS, that like group, um, we'll host their send off game. Um, so Mm -hmm. we'll see them for the first time together since the scene was announced and this is on the ninth and then they fly off to New Zealand, um, where this thing kicks off. But um, okay. I think the difference is, is people will go, um, the U.S. women, especially for the longest time, just dominated everyone. And it was just expected that they win the World Cup. I think it's probably expected that they win it this year. But like the rest of the world has caught up. And so when right. people are like, oh, they're not as good as they used to be, I think they're just as good as they used to be. I think they're probably better than they were before. But it's just the rest of the world has caught up in women's soccer. And it's just not nothing is just like an easy romp anymore for them. Um, they're just not going to like roll over everybody and they know that and the competition is just a lot tougher. 
And so I don't know. I, I think it's going to be hard. They just lost their captain, who I love, and she's just sort of been the stalwart on the team, this Becky Sauerbrunn, who um, has just been there forever. And she was supposed to be going, and an injury at the last minute kept her out. And I think that's one of the heartbreaking, difficult things with soccer. You know, there's a Super Bowl every year. There's only a World yeah. Cup every four years. And I if know. you miss if you miss that window, um, the, mm. the player, I think that could be the biggest um, the biggest miss as well is um, Mallory Pugh Swanson. And she has, was like their leading scorer. She was playing the best soccer of her life. I've done several of their games last year and this year. Or, excuse me, actually, since the calendar flipped um, in 2023 here. And she was like on fire and then ripped up her knee in a game that we were at. And um, horrible injury that like cost her. She's played in a World Cup before, but she was their best player going into it. And now she has to sit out and rehab and and do all that stuff. And and it's and, you know, like we think about like when it comes down to when they're over there and it comes down to like a a one goal game, like could she have made the difference? Um, So they definitely have some adversity that they're facing. They definitely have some hurdles. Their talent pool here in America um, Mm. is so deep compared to other countries. But um, it's not easy. And I think they know it's not easy. And I do think that we're seeing this like you know, generation of, you know, there was the Mia Hams and the Julie Foudies back in the day. And, and, you know, this is probably the last time I, I can't imagine Megan Rapino can, can go another four years or would want to, because she's done this now for so long. Um, this could be the last time Alex Morgan is in a world cup again, because the next one's four years away. Um, no. And you just never know. And, you know, and even the healthiest youngest folks, you just never know when that dream kind of can get yanked from you. Um, and then you have to wait another four years and that's just, it's such an excruciating wait, the way some of these, um, women have gone out and it's not just the women, it happens to the men, it happens, you know, but it's just, it's that four year wait. So here's their moment. And, um, and can they come home with a three peat, which has never been done before? Um, maybe I just, I think it's going to be really, really hard. And they're also this team, they are basically the equivalent of what the dream team was back in the day for basketball here. Um, and I know oh, wow. one of the women we work with, um, one of the, the women that does um, the sidelines for our games, uh, Melissa Ortiz, she played for the Colombian national team. And she's, you know, talked to us like if they were suiting up against the Americans, like this was it. Like this was in women's soccer. The Americans are the dream team. And so wow. you are getting everyone's like greatest shot um, at yeah. all times. And I mean, we saw that a little bit, not to the same extent, but having Brady in Tampa for three years, right? Like people get up to play Brady. People get up to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a regular week four game that your whole season doesn't hinge on. Like everyone Mm -hmm. is playing them as in they're the measuring stick. And so, you know, everybody can't play at their best every game. It's just not possible. And I think people expect that. And that's just not human nature, right? But every, every other team gets up to like a crazy extent to play the Americans and and that's a tough thing. I mean, this has been decades now that they've been the team. And um, and it's and I think it's really hard to it's really hard to maintain that. And they have. But um, you can't have an off day and, and they don't get that grace like other people do. And, and so the pressure they go into anything with the pressure on them in a way that it you know, it's not like that on the men's side. There's not a there's not a men's team that it's so blatantly like it has to be them to win or like it's, it's considered a failure. And, and that's what the women deal with. So um, if they pull it off, like, it'll be incredible. And I also just don't think it's easy as people think it's going to be for them. People that don't know this, you were a soccer player, University of North Florida, right? I was a soccer player. I was a soccer player in the Tampa Bay area. Um, funny little side note to that. Um, as a high school player in this area, Ira Kaufman, uh, the very prestigious Ira Kaufman from the Tampa Bay Times, 
had to before Ira um, climbed up the ranks and was the, it was your columnist. He had to, as it, I'm assuming, a lot the of folks there the had Tampa, to do a high let's school. Let's be clear, the Tampa Tribune. I don't want to claim Ira for a lot of reasons, but it's mostly per- no, he's fine. Uh, he was with the Tampa Tribune, but you're right. He, he wrote plenty of columns, and did he do a, st- a feature on you? Uh, no, but he, my team was like decent in our area. And so there was more than once that I, that he had to talk to me and he had to come out to these high school games in Pasco County, Florida. And so years and years and years later, um, he, he would be covering the box. And then I was like in the media business and it was so funny because I'm like, I was just this kid that I recovered. And now, you know, um, I'm sort of like in the same group as him and it's so funny he would always say to me in the press box he's like do you still play i'm like no ira i'm like 40 and um, it's not it's not like you don't get like a pickup game soccer's not like an easy like let's get 22 (laughs) of our friends together and kick it around (laughs) i mean i guess some people do but he always would see me he's like you playing and i'm like no ira i haven't played in 20 years like i'm i'm three knee surgeries removed from playing at this point so um but i appreciate the fact that he thinks that maybe i still could play and i definitely um, I have delusions the same way my husband has delusions on the golf tour. Um, you know, obviously I would have loved to have gone to the Olympics. I would have loved to have been on the national team. I was not that good. And, um, but I'll be out there covering, I'm as close as you can get to being on the team, without being on the team. And, um, and so I'll be out there and I'm like, God, can I play in this game? And I always like, I'll, and I know that I know the answer, but I, Matt plays along with me and I'm like, Matt, I'm pretty sure I could play in this one. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> or I play the game. I'm like, how many minutes into the game would it take before someone realizes like she really does not belong? And he's always like five, five. And I'm like, but what if oh, I'm wow. on defense? I'm like, what if I'm on defense and it hasn't come back there yet? So I'm just in uniform, not being go. called upon to do anything. Like you wouldn't just look at me and know I don't belong. Right. And he's like, no, no, no. Maybe you could go like, you could go a little bit longer. If I wasn't a defender, but he's like, you could, we've got this like long running, like I'm going to make the team. And, um, it's been going on for quite a while. And then after I got the the job to work for Turner and host these games, I'm always like, I don't know. My big call up is just around the corner. Um, I did not get called up for the world cup shockingly. So um, I will not be going to New Zealand and Australia. I'll be in bucks training camp with you. Instead. Oh, well we look forward to that, um, which leads me right where I want to go. So uh, the last three years we've covered Tom Brady together. There's yep. been uh, the first year was COVID. So I don't think nobody met him. <laughs> nope. um, the, the next year, they lose uh, to the Rams in uh, shocking fashion, the NFC uh, divisional game. And then last year, you had to have had the highlight of the season with Tom Brady, and it was it was indeed the highlight of the season, yeah. especially for Tom. So tell me about how this went down because um, we went to Germany, and this team was floundering at best. I, I, I want to say that at that time, geez, I don't know, they had just come off uh, – two losses in, in a couple of days. His divorce was final. They lost on a Sunday, then a Thursday night to the Ravens. And anyway, um, they play their best game, but you finally got to do, you did the one-on-one with Tom Brady in, in, in the biggest nationally televised game in Germany that year. Yeah. Um, and as you know, uh, one-on-ones with Tom Brady are very difficult to come by and then non-existent. And uh, to put it in perspective, if you are covering literally anyone else um, on any other team, it's not a problem. It's pretty normal. You know, like I um, went popped up to Jags training camp that year and like after practice, they're like, oh, you want to go talk to Trevor? Sure. (laughs) Walk you out on the field and talk to Trevor. And um, and 
in Tampa, it obviously did not work that way for Brady. It was very structured um, throughout the COVID year where nobody had any access to anything but a Zoom call. Um, right. And then um, I had done another Brady game. Who did I interview? Gronk. Because it wasn't that big deal. Of a game. So Brady doesn't even talk. He'll, he always talks to the group media session that we're in together. But post-game right. on the field, you know, Brady's mm. not it, – it's not just – he's not talking after a one o'clock game on the field. Like unless it's a playoff game, like he really doesn't do a lot. Even some of the, I don't even know prime time. If it was a Monday night game, he probably would. If it was a Thursday night game, maybe. Um, But there was like, there were other primetime games that even if with a win, he didn't talk. And I thought I had a good chance if they won in Germany, because this was the first, um, you know, game in Germany ever. And the thing yeah. about Tom is, you know, every week you'd get like a list of like, these are the records up for grabs or this is the milestone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was setting milestones every week to the point where, you know, like is, you can't even really ask him about that because he's like, well, yeah, no kidding. It's, you know, he owns all the records and it was literally going to be every week. No one's ever played that long. And um, and so when we went to Germany, though, I thought we had a chance to do that if they won, given the special circumstances. And I forget it's. I, it's slipping my mind who they played the week before Germany. I was not there because they flew me to Germany the um, really early. And yeah. they had a bad game the week before. Like, couldn't score at all because I was watching it from Germany. Who was I'm – blank, I'm totally blanking on whoever they played. It but might it was have been bad... actually – yeah, it might – I don't know if it was sometime around the, the time where they lost to the Ravens and, and that's when he saw – you know, he sat in the locker room all that time. And it might have been around that time. Maybe they had one. It wasn't that, that game. Remember. It might have been one after that. But like they, they just yeah. they won the game. I think they were coming off a win, but it was oh. like a terrible performance. Like it like the yeah. offense was not good. It was it was a win, gotcha. but like it could have been yeah, really that's ugly. That's right. That's right. It was ugly. Right. Yeah. Like they didn't they didn't move the ball the entire time, but at the end managed to win kind of thing. So you just they weren't they didn't go over there feeling great. Like it mm-hmm. felt like that all season. It was like one step forward and then a step backwards. Yeah. Like, and it felt like that Germany game. Cause the Seahawks came into that like kind of on fire. And I remember being, I was at the practices for both those different teams and it was a completely different vibe. Like it was just kind of like down and depressing over on the buck side. And the Seahawks came into that, like pumped up, they're cranking music at practice over there in Germany. Like it was a party. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was riding high on the Geno train. And then the Bucks played really well. It was the best they played all season. And you had that feeling of like, okay, here it, here we go now. Like maybe this is when the switch flips and like they go on this run. Cause you always were like, something's gonna, something's gonna finally like come together. And you kind of felt like it was Germany and it never really did after that, but Germany was the high point. And so I knew he would do the interview. Um, he, remember he slipped on what could have been a touchdown catch for him, which would have been awesome. And I kind of joked with him about that in Germany where they threw the pass to him. But um it was such an awesome, awesome environment and experience. And so I'm interviewing Tom on the field and the, no one left the stadium. And again, they only had one NFL game that year, but the entire That's stadium, crazy. nobody left. They're singing Sweet Caroline and something else. Uh-huh. And um, I remember posting the interview you would have heard with Tom and I. It would have sounded clear, like you would have heard Tom and I talking because we're talking into a mic. But then I also posted um, somebody was taking video just with like a camera on the field and Tom and I couldn't hear anything. Like he couldn't hear what I was saying. I couldn't hear. He was saying all you heard was this crowd of 80,000 singing yeah. Sweet Caroline. And it was such a just juxtaposition of like what actually goes on to what you see on TV at home. But it was really such a crazy moment and like such a cool moment that I've never been a part of. Because again, this wasn't the playoffs. This wasn't, this was like a regular season game, except it was set in an environment where these folks had never been to an NFL game before. 
And yeah. it was really awesome. It was awesome. It was it was obviously the highlight of the season. Um, and Tom, you know, like we know that he's the greatest of all time and, and is going to go down that way. And, um, you know, you're you're getting to cover a piece of history. It's the same way that I'm sure people felt about Michael Jordan, like you're covering Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he was already this living legend. And I just sure. remember I was like, oh, I have this one moment. That's cool. Like this one. Mo- I mean, it's not like I have only one moment, but like I just remember even in the moment, I knew it was like, a special you know, moment. special. Yeah. Career wise, yeah. like you're not going to get a lot of those. Like you're not going to get there's not a lot of living legend playing and you know that they're living legends. And um, and the atmosphere and, just the, was, was, and the atmosphere. Yeah. And it was something he'd yeah. never been in. And I remember I started the interview off with, hey, there's not a lot of firsts we can ask you about because there's not like yeah, what was no. left for him to do. There are no firsts anymore. There's no yeah. like. I mean, he has every record. He has every, you know, he's, he's done everything. So it is true in this guy's career. Like how many, how many things can be different and unique to him? And that was certainly a situation that was different and unique. And I think even he was like, wow, this is wild. Um, and I do think there's a lot of guys that don't want to go play with the overseas games. I think there's split, right? There's some guys that don't want to do it at all. There's some guys that are like, this is a cool experience. I don't think there was anybody that wasn't on that field. Uh, well, maybe the Seahawks, but I don't think if you're a Bucks player, if you were in the group that didn't want to be there, I don't think there was anyone that was on that field at the end of the game that wasn't like, wow, this is cool. Like, I nice. can say that I got to be here for that. It was just such a unique, different thing. And when people ask me what the best thing I've ever done is, I, I say the Germany thing. It was just a just a very different, cool experience. Um, and it would have been cool if the Seahawks won in the sense of like, it was still that same crowd of like being in a different environment, but just seeing, you know, a team that had kind of gotten beaten up that year, um, you know, publicly to have this moment of everything was kind of awesome. Um, it was like a reprieve from, you know, and then it went back to reality the next couple of weeks after that, but it was a very cool moment that, um, moment in time that I always have this like one picture of that exact moment and and it's it was cool. awesome and it was one of those like moments that you're grateful for in your career yeah just to be correct they had, they had beaten the Rams you were exactly right 16 to 13 barely uh the week before and played poorly and then and then this was their second win in a row unfortunately they had a bye week after the trip overseas and and sort of things changed a little bit after that just to, to keep it in the good morning uh, football family I, you put them in such a good mood with that interview that after the game, Tom Brady met some of the wives of the soldiers that were fighting for Ukraine. Uh, yeah. And Kyle Brandt did an Emmy Award winning, or nominated, I should say. I don't know. If they, I think they no, won. No, they won. Um, they did. He, they won a, an Emmy for that. He did the, an incredible, yeah. um, if anyone is listening and hasn't seen it, um, my parents watched it multiple times. They were so impressed with just everything he did. He, he followed these football players that were Ukrainian football players that just played like in a league there for the love of the game and um, then got pulled into that war. And Kyle got hooked up with this story and, and followed these guys. And when he was, when we were over there in Germany, he actually went over. So some of that was filmed while we went over to Munich and Kyle went That's to, right. met with the wives. Um, not only were the wives in Munich, but he met with them in their countries first and met their families. It was this long, he, you know, and this is like very personal to Kyle now because he's in with these families, but he um, had been covering this for months and then finally it sort of came to fruition. But the wives, then their husbands, um, someone had already at that point lost their husband in the war um, and right. some were still fighting and they brought them over to that Munich game. And so Tom is in that documentary at the end because he met them. And of course, like their husband's favorite player was Tom Brady. And they're like, they're never going to believe that this happened. And so, yeah, there was, again, when I say it was like a special experience on, on so many different levels for so many different people and, and why it struck chords, but 
you're right. That was um, Kyle Brandt has an amazing documentary um, that you could pull up. Um, I'm sure it's online. In fact, I know it's online. And uh, he ended up winning an Emmy for it. And it's an incredible job about like football and family and war and, and fighting for what you believe in. And then that was also tied into the Munich game and Tom. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, it was on NFL 360, as you mentioned. Okay, final thing. I'll get you out on this, I promise. Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask? Uh, what's the question, though? What's the actual question? Who's starting? Who's, is the question who's starting week one? Yeah, I don't ask great questions. Yes, who's the starter week one? It's, you know it's real. It's really up in the air, isn't it? A little bit. Uh, no? I think you know who the starter is. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't <laughs> think the starter is Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, I think what? like there's just I can't. So here's why. Here's why I, I'll, I'll double down on the answer. How many times has Baker had to prove himself? Um, you know, and he was you know the number one overall pick, and you go, well, this guy's sort of been hand. No, he wasn't. He had to prove himself in college. He yeah. had to fight people out in college. He, you know, like every stop along the way. Um, he also showed up to the Panthers, um, tra- not training camp. He was there before training camp, but late in the summer. He gets signed mm-hmm. by the Panthers. No off season, right? And everybody, everyone knew this guy was going to just come in. And the Panthers, by the way, the Panthers played the game of like we don't know, and it's going to be you know fair, and we're going to mm-hmm. see. And and at the end of the day, like who was start? Baker's like I don't know. You know, he's just got this like. I, I was going to say quiet confidence, but I don't know. Does Baker have a quiet confidence? He's not like a super quiet guy. I mean, he's got this um, assuredness, he's got I would the say. factor. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. And, and I just think, I think in the back of his head, and some people take that as cocky, but I have no issues with that. Like, I want my quarterback to have that kind yeah. of, to use a Todd Bowles word, moxie. Um, I want my guy to have that. Um, and so I have no problem. And I feel like, I almost feel like when Baker got signed to the box, multiple media members and i don't know i don't think you were among them like ask the question about his cockiness and i'm like i have no issues with his guy i, I don't i think no. this is a guy that's very like self-confident and he should be like do you i mean you should want this guy to be like well yeah i'm gonna win this job like of course sure. i am. like why, well, of course you want your guy to think that way so do i think um baker would be the start of week one i do do i think we'll see kyle start a game this year i do like i just Probably, do yeah. i think it's gonna mm-hmm. i think i think that's going to happen i also think um People are a little bit spoiled here. Well, not a little bit, a lot spoiled with Tom Brady the last three years. Tom's very durable. I mean, Tom had the ACL injury once in his career, but Tom's incredibly durable. Tom also gets rid of the ball in two seconds. So no one's hitting him. No one's, I mean, most teams don't have the luxury of having their quarterback start every game. It's just the way the league goes. This, this franchise for three years now has like, there was no game Mm -hmm. that Tom's missing. Um, even games maybe he should have missed, he would be like, I'm playing. And they'd be like, okay, whatever you want, Tom, right? Like, I mean, it's, he's Tom Brady. But um, I think we'll see Kyle play this year. Um, and and we should see Kyle play this year. But do I think Baker will start week one? I do. Yeah. Well, we, we have had this conversation. We agree with it. So I'm not going to bore people with my, my take is exactly the same as yours. Although I, I'm wondering if maybe, because this is sort of the way my life goes, Kyle Trask wins the job and maybe goes, well, see – you didn't know squat. That's why, you know, uh, we don't trust what you say. But, no, I, I, even though Kyle has improved and the returns are good, the thing about the cockiness is it's simple as, as you said. He's always had to fight for everything. You know, this guy, and so has Kyle, but this guy was undersized, you know, walk-on uh, at Texas Tech, transferred to Oklahoma, you know, number one pick. Like, all that stuff is sort of in there. And you saw what he did when he went – to the Rams and was there all of two days and managed to go out and win a football game. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. So there's there's a little something to him. 
I could talk to you for hours and hours, as we do very often uh, when we're around, but uh, I can't take up any more of your time. I know you have twins. You have a husband that's likely on the golf course. So, uh, <laughs> so that means no one's watching Sarah. the twins is what that really means. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. So um, thanks so much, Sarah Walsh. I really appreciate it, as always. You got it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Always enjoying talking to Sarah. She's hilarious. She's a great person to cover a beat with. We have so much fun out there uh, when she's uh, around the Buccaneers, and I hope you uh, enjoyed those last two podcasts with Sarah Walsh. Tomorrow and the next couple days, we'll be talking to Tampa Bay Lightning with Eduardo Encina, the Lightning beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times. A lot of changes, of course, some iconic players moving on and some new guys coming in to replace them. We'll break down the Lightning over the next two podcasts right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.